And we're back here with some more market commentary on this very volatile day throughout the markets. Uh, It is about halfway through the trading day, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, my time. So we still have about three hours left to go in trading. Uh, Major markets continue to move downward. Right now, the S&P is down 3.5%. Dow Jones down the same Excuse me. The S&P is down 2.5%, not 35 2.5%. Dow Jones down roughly the same, 2.4%. NASDAQ down 2 and 3 quarters percent. There's some damage being done in these major charts. One of the best people to come onto the podcast and kind of walk us through these scenarios is Steve Penny, the silver chartist. Steve, uh, very volatile day. Very volatile day. What's your take here? Yeah, hey, Trevor. First of all, thanks for inviting me back on. It's always uh, fun speaking with you. Uh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of volatility for sure. And um, you know, i got to say, this this isn't really surprising. I mean, the general equities are the most uh, technically stretched and fundamentally overvalued that they've been in a long time. So, you know, a pullback has been in order. Uh, you know, sh- attempts to short it have been futile for m- many people. But, um, you know, th- this isn't surprising at all. And I, I do think there's a little bit of downside uh, risk still in these general equity markets. What What makes you say that? What makes you think that? Well, from a purely technical perspective, I've been watching this bearish rising wedge on the S&P 500. And just last Friday, we broke below that wedge. Now, today, like you mentioned, we lost the 50-day moving average. And this is what's called a breakaway gap to the downside. That happens on exceptionally large volume and is often counter-trend. And, you know, it's a common misconception that all gaps need to be filled. Common gaps typically are filled, but uh, breakaway gaps, uh, not so much. I mean, it, they certainly could be, but... Uh, the charts are telling me there's there's more downside, and I'm I'm looking for a pullback towards the 200-day moving average over the next uh, couple of weeks in the S&P 500. Steve, that that 200-day uh, moving average on the S&P is about just over 4,100. That's a major move from where we're at. We're currently at 4,321. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what another 10% or so. Um, you know, 10, 20% pullbacks are are healthy. And, you know, I think the term crash gets overused a lot. But, you know, if, if we pulled back to the 200-day moving average, that would just be a reset of the uptrend. So I'm not calling for some kind of major stock market crash. But, you know, a reset back to that 200-day, I think, would just be, you know, healthy in a bull market. Okay, very very good. Let's move over to uh, the miners. Uh, I want to start out with gold. Uh, it's actually hanging in there quite well, despite it the sell off that occurred last week. Uh, gold is actually a little bit green on the day. Seventeen sixty three. I see futures basis on my screen. Um, what what are you seeing here? Any cause to be concerned? Or is gold just doing what most typically people would expect it to do on a volatile day? Yeah, it is. And I'll be honest, this is pretty encouraging to see gold up on a day when um, the general equities are getting uh, crushed. So that that is encouraging. And we're sitting just above some support at 1750. However, I still think there's a pretty good risk that we backtest that 1675 level. But this is certainly encouraging to see gold rallying on a day when the equity markets are off. And that's really what we want to see is the gold to outperform uh, stocks, general equities. So I track the Dow gold ratio. And it's kind of bouncing off of some key support here. So th- that would be very encouraging to see gold start to outperform stocks. Why is that such a key indicator for you, that that Dow to gold ratio? Uh, just hi- uh, historical precedent. Um, gold bull markets typically uh, peak at a Dow gold ratio of one to one. And so you, like you go back to 1980, the Dow uh, peaked or excuse me, bottomed at 850 and gold peaked at 850. So there's your one to one ratio. I think it's very likely in the fullness of time over the next handful of years, we revisit that ratio. 
right now, you know, we're a long way from there. Oh, very good. Uh, let's talk about silver, Mr. Silver Chartist. Uh, this is something that uh, a buyer beware, I think. Uh, some trend trend is breaking down here, and there seems, again, a little bit of downside that we could see more. Yeah, I mean, the silver chart is not ugly, I've been, or excuse me, not pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah, so we've, we've been looking at this one-year channel. It's slightly upsloping, and that's been like the last line of defense, the key support. And just today, for the first time in a year, we're breaking below that channel. Um, so unless we can close the day back in there, um, you know, I, th I think there is a little bit of downside risk here. However, for people who have a, you know, intermediate term time frame, you know, a year plus, one to two years, I think this is a very compelling entry point. Even though there is a little bit of downside risk, I think that's minimal relative to the upside potential over the next couple of years. And the downside, what, what are you looking at for targets for the downside? Well, I, I hate to use the word target because then it sounds like I'm predicting we're going to fall there. But sure. yeah, I think there's a there's a outside possibility we pull back towards $19. I'm, I'm not predicting that, but I'm mentally prepared for that. And my, my personal trading plan is to keep a little bit of cash available, and that's where I would deploy my remaining cash um, if we pull back towards 19 or so, maybe 18 <laughs> at the worst case. What about the juniors here, uh, Steve? I, I mean, the juniors have just been sold off for – better amount of the entire year since that peak high in gold in August. Um, it's, it, you know, they are continuing to get sold off, people selling to find some sort of liquidity. Uh, are you willing to maybe take some stabs at juniors now, or are you going to wait to see what kind of bottom kind of ultimately comes into play here? I am. I'm, I'm nibbling in here. Um, I, like Just like silver, I think there's a little bit of downside risk, but you know, if you've got an intermediate time frame or longer time horizon. I think this is, these are very attractive entry points. As long as you can stomach a little bit more weakness. Um, my, my personal trading plan has been to scale in ha with half of my remaining cash if we pulled back towards $22 silver, which is happening now. And then I'm going to keep just that remaining half of my uh, cash if we see like $19 silver. So um, yeah, I, I, short answer, I think this is a good spot to be scaling in. Adding, adding two positions, taking in new positions, or, or how are you playing it? Yeah, I've, I've already kind of picked my horses, so I've got the stocks I want to own. Um, so I'm not really looking to add new new stocks, but just adding to existing positions. And I'll, I'll throw in there, you know, that's my personal strategy, but there's no right answer. The important thing, I think, for individual investors is to have a plan, have a strategy. And that may be just dollar cost averaging. It may be scaling in on weakness, or it might just be waiting for a trend reversal. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, a lot of the, the smartest money and biggest investors, they don't buy things that are going down. They wait for a trend reversal. And sure, you leave some on the table, but you know it's it's a more conservative way to do it. As long as you have a plan, I think that's the important thing. Uh, Steve, let's go over to the uranium sector. I mean, the party continues to rage on in the spot price of uranium. The equities, however, have uh, pulled back after those monster moves the previous couple weeks. Uh, and I noticed you you sent a letter out to your subscribers that you were going to take some profits last week. Obviously, that was uh, well timed on your part. Uh, but from here, you know, give us an idea of what these equities are looking like, if this is more of a healthy correction or really just more continued sell-off we're seeing spillover from the general from the general markets. Well, yeah, we did. We t I took um, about 10% of my mining stock portfolio off last week. And, you know, it's in my nature to kind of be criticized when I sell and when I buy because I, I'm a contrarian by, by nature. So what we're seeing so far, so far, this is just a healthy pullback. Whenever you have a major breakout, it's really healthy to come back and backtest that breakout level. And we're not quite there yet on a lot of these equities. Um, so there's a little bit more downside risk. But if you're bullish, what you'd like to see here 
is a little bit more pullback to test uh, the initial support and then begin to curl up off of that. So that's that's what I'm looking for. So, uh, yeah, this is very healthy. Parabolic moves benefit the fewest number of retail participants. And so we don't really want to see this just go parabolic. So th this is healthy, and it's a welcome pullback from my perspective. So you'd rather see a, a gradual curve back up rather than kind of yes. a bounce straight back up to where we were. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping to see, but um, we'll see. Uh, you know, we're, I, I like to track URNM. That's the ETF um, I use to track a basket of uranium equities. And $71 is the major support level I'm looking at. And we're currently, uh, let's see, about 77. So, you know, another 5%, 10% pullback and then gradually begin to curl up off of that support would be really healthy. Okay. Uh, with this all this volatility, Steve, on a technical level, give us uh, maybe one or two uh, items that you really think it's important for investors, specifically speculators in the junior market, to keep an eye on as it could dictate prices, not only equity prices, but metal prices as well. What are things we should be watching? Well, uh, like I said before, I think it's so important to have a plan. Um, but as far as like signs of a re reversal, what, what I would really like to see, just broadly speaking in the metals, is like a capitulative sell-off. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, what that might look like is some massive sell-off, and then it rallies intraday and leaves behind what, what's called like a bull hammer candle. That, that's what we've seen in the past. Another thing we're looking for, uh, we, we went back and looked at all the major lows in gold for the last 5, 10 years. And typically on the weekly chart, you get below 30 on the RSI. And we're not quite there yet in gold, and we're getting close in silver. But, um, you know, th that's another sign I'd be looking for that we're uh, close to a major bottom here. Do you need to see... Uh, less volume on that capitulation, more volume on that capitulation. What, 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 what about that indicator? Yeah, the, the more volume, the better. Volume always adds confirmation to uh, patterns on a price chart. So a high volume would add confirmation if we did see that kind of capitulative sell-off. All right, Steve. Uh, well, let's. I appreciate you coming on and give us, a, you know, the brief technical rundown. There's just so much to kind of take in today, especially when volatility hits the markets like we're seeing. Uh, who knows? What are your thoughts here? Do you think this will be a week filled with volatility? We got a number of other things outside the markets. The FOMC, they're coming online here in the next couple of days. They got news. Uh, obviously, the China. Property issue with Evergrande yeah. continues to unfold, and even China is on vacation here today yeah. and tomorrow. I think so. Who knows? I mean, this is going to be a week to remember for markets. But you know, do you think we'll continue to see more volatility, more selling through as the week progresses? Uh, well, it's hard to say. I mean, we're we're getting oversold in uh, you know general equity, so a little bit of a bounce here wouldn't be surprising. But in general, I think we we should expect a lot of volatility, not just this week, but in the months ahead. I, I like the Jim Rickards analogy that comparing like the whole financial system to a like a unstable snowpack. You know, he talks about complex dynamic systems, and you know a lot of us want to focus on the snowflake that could cause the avalanche, right? Um, well, I think it's more beneficial to just look at the uh, inherent instability in the whole system and know that you know volatility is coming and the whole system is very unstable and trying to pick the snowflake so to speak is kind of a, a tough thing to do that's a good quote to end on uh steve it's a pleasure to have you back on the show and we look forward to catching up with you again here in uh maybe a couple weeks time you bet thanks brother the information presented should not be considered investment advice Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak to a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.